You are Locked On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This one's for Pat. The ball is free. Denver's got a touchdown, Denver. Here's your host of Locked On Broncos, NFL analyst Cody Rourke. Broncos country, what is up? It is Victory Monday over here at Locked On Broncos. Obviously, some good news. The Denver Broncos defeated the New York Jets yesterday by a score of 23-0. Their first shutout victory in about 12 years, and ironically, the last shutout victory came against the New York Jets. 2005, Jake Plummer at quarterback. Who could forget? It's been a long time. Definitely. That was the year the Denver Broncos went to the AFC Championship game. And a lot of good memories, especially with Jake Plummer, Rod Smith, Javon Walker, Tatum Bell. Just some good memories overall. Champ Bailey playing phenomenal defense. Nick Ferguson at safety. John Lynch at safety. Al Wilson, Ian Gold. Man, that brings back some good memories. I encourage you guys, if you miss those days, go back on YouTube. They have some pretty good archive highlights and even some games of the Denver Broncos back in 2005. In, in a year where they went 13-3 and and unfortunately fell in the AFC Championship game to the Steelers. But, uh, you know, I, I really look back at those days and, and football, just the culture of football, the NFL in general was different. And, and I'm kind of looking at it today and it, it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary seeing what the state of the NFL is. So before we get into all that, okay, well, I could get lost. I could talk about 45 minutes about where the state of the NFL is right now. But obviously, Denver Broncos, big win, 23-0 victory over the Jets yesterday. We're going to talk about that in our first segment, kind of recap the game. In our second segment today, we're going to take a look at the pulse of the AFC West and see what's going on with teams around the AFC. Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Oakland Raiders all played as well yesterday, and the Denver Broncos still have one more game against the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 17. That's a little bit of ways away, about three weeks. But overall, you know what, I, I look back at the Denver Broncos game and I really can't get too upset. I can't get too upset. Now, there are a lot of fans out there, and trust me, I listen to this over sports radio all day, yesterday, last week, today, and a lot of people were wanting the Denver Broncos to lose because, you know what, get get positioning in the NFL draft. Now, I said last week, I you know what, yeah, you play for draft positioning now. Now, I don't encourage a team to go out there and intentionally lose. I don't believe in tanking. I think tanking in professional sports is very unprofessional. I think it's very uncharacteristic and, and it shows a lack of integrity and respect for the game itself and for your competition, your opponents. Really, it's any given Sunday in the National Football League. And, and to be honest with you, coming into this game with the Jets, I really had a firm thought and a firm belief that this was going to be a battle for the Denver Broncos. We've seen the Denver Broncos play very inferior and abys- abysmal football over the last eight weeks against the Miami Dolphins, against a multitude of different teams. The Los Angeles Chargers, but Chargers are playing pretty dang good football right now. I can't argue that. We'll talk about that in our second segment today. But, you know, overall, the, the Denver Broncos, they just haven't brought it this year. They haven't looked like the, the team that we saw yesterday. Now it's just crazy. It's this Jekyll and Hyde feature, and it's almost kind of affecting Denver sports right now. You can specifically say that about the Denver Nuggets, which you can check Adam Mattis over there at Locked On Nuggets. He brings you all the latest news and takes regarding the Denver Nuggets. Obviously a very uh, disheartening and heartbreaking loss on the road against the Pacers yesterday. Denver had it in the bag. 
they gave it away late, lost in overtime, and, and it was it was pretty embarrassing. Adam Matos has you covered with a full game recap over there at Lockdown Nuggets. Be sure to give him a follow. But, you know, most people in Denver Sports Radio were talking about the idea that, well, Denver needs to tank in order to get the best draft pick possible. You know, try to get the number three draft pick. Try to lose out and hope that New York wins another game and, and propel you up to that spot. Well, you know, I don't believe in tanking. Now, I do believe that the Denver Broncos have some very viable options that, you know, I think that are to their disposal, especially if you get into the draft. Now, let's see. I don't think the Denver Broncos are going to do any worse than the seventh or eighth pick in the NFL draft, depending on wins and losses. If they lose out, obviously, they'll prime them for either a, a you know a sixth pick up to a third pick, potentially. And I think the Denver Broncos really should just come out and just focus on playing football. And that's exactly what they did yesterday against the New York Jets. Now, they came out. I was looking at this game beforehand, looking at how the Jets played against the Kansas City Chiefs uh, the following week, putting up 38 points on them in a shootout 38-31 victory the Jets had over the Chiefs in Kansas City nonetheless. And I was kind of just pondering, like, man, this game against the Broncos on Sunday could get very ugly, could get very out of hand quickly. And and overall, I, I, was, I was wrong. I was completely wrong. And, and the Broncos actually proved myself and a lot of other people wrong. Now, Broncos, you know, they, they came out yesterday and they were actually aggressive from the from the very beginning. Trevor Simeon's first play, the first play for the Broncos on offense was a shot deep to Emmanuel Sanders. Now it was incomplete. There was a lot of contact there. I thought there could have been a PI flag, but there wasn't. That just showed, you know, they just came out and they played aggressive. And, and what more can you really ask for? That's something that I've wanted to see out of the Broncos all year. Come out and play established, aggressive football. And they had a pretty equal balance. Now they had 31 pass attempts and 35 rushing attempts. So you know what they did? They, they came out our keys to the game we talked about it our keys to the game was run the ball run the ball early and often and they came out and they did that now they didn't have a lot of success in the run game in terms of ripping off big yardage but they found themselves in multiple third and ones and they converted most of them cj anderson ran for the first down trevor simeon ran for a couple of first downs Devontae booker got a first down the broncos on third and one second and one were able to move the chains in the run game now they didn't rip off any big 15 yard runs but like I said, it was the short and sweet brunt of it all that really got them going and in the mix. So I think that was a big, big portion for the Denver Broncos in terms of them having success yesterday against the New York Jets. Now, the New York Jets came in offensively, and I thought, you know, based on uh, previous weeks, they've had offensive explosion out of Robbie Anderson. Now, I said it. The key matchup we wanted to look at in this game was, obviously, there's two areas. It was Brandon Shell versus Von Miller. Von Miller won that matchup. Got a sack, registered his 10th sack of the season, which makes it his six out of seven years having 10-plus sacks in the NFL. He joins DeMarcus Ware in some prolific company as one of the first NFL players to do that. Uh, that's a very impressive feature for Von Miller. Now he's having a defensive player of the year uh, type of season. But before we get to that, I want to take the time to tell you guys about what we have going on Locked On Podcast Network. We have a lot of great things. Matt Williamson bringing you Locked On NFL daily, Monday through Friday, over the Locked On Podcast Network, keeping you up to date with the latest news analysis covering the National Football League. And I'm sure the topic of Michael Bennett is going to be a big topic of discussion this week. So back to what I was saying with Von Miller. Obviously, having a defensive player of the year type of year. The Broncos haven't played that good of football this year. Okay, they've, they've had a couple of weeks where they looked absolutely abysmal on defense. Von Miller, however, has been a bright spot all year. Now, another guy who's been a bright spot on the defense, Shelby Harris. And you saw me tweet it yesterday. It was pretty popular. Shelby Harris has played very phenomenal. And a note about him I got from Denver Broncos PR team was, in the last three games, he's registered at least half a sack. 
Well, that bodes very well because DeMar- Dom Topeco, Derek Wolf didn't play. Derek Wolf's done for the year, injured reserve. Domotopeko probably going to be shut down for the rest of the year. And so obviously breaking news we'll get to here in a little bit. Obviously, uh, the Broncos announced Ron Leary headed to injured reserve for the rest of the season. Connor McGovern's going to get more of a look at guard. We're going to talk about the Broncos offensive line today in our third segment and our final closing topics. But I was impressed with the Denver Broncos yesterday. I thought in all three facets of the game, they came out and they played very well. Defensively, they were stellar. It was almost like they uh, summoned their Super Bowl 50 counterparts. The Broncos had the return of Aqib Tlaib back in the secondary. I thought that was a big move for the Denver Broncos. Bradley Roby played phenomenal. Chris Harris Jr. played phenomenal against Robbie Anderson. That was our other key matchup. Chris Harris Jr. versus Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson had over 338 yards receiving in the last three games prior to this matchup against the Denver Broncos. Well, guess what? Chris Harris Jr. only held him to three catches, 27 yards. And Chris Harris Jr. has been the least targeted corner this season in the National Football League. Teams don't want to throw his way because Chris Harris Jr. makes you pay. Strap Harris, bringing the heat. And so obviously holding a a very electric receiver, a young guy, second-year guy, and Robbie Anderson to three catches, 27 yards. Now, one of his catches was absolutely ridiculous. It was a a batted pass, a tip pass, and all of a sudden he still made the catch in between about four or five defenders. And that was just great concentration, great focus. But the Broncos never gave up a really big play to convert for a first down. The Broncos kept everything in front of them rallied. Their their run defense was phenomenal. Brandon Marshall had one of his best games of the season. Todd Davis had a very good game. Now, the weird thing is, and obviously in a short week, the Denver Broncos have to play the Indianapolis Colts here in just a few days on Thursday Night Football. We're going to have a live uh, Locked On Broncos Periscope pregame show. You can check it. We're going to have that on Thursday prior to the game. But overall, I was really impressed. And, and, and Before I get to that, obviously the point I was trying to make was Denver Broncos in a short week had some injuries. Now, nothing really severe. The biggest guy we want to keep an eye out for is obviously Justin Simmons. He rolled his ankle. Now, on the first, uh, on the third play of the game, when the uh, when the New York Jets had the ball on offense, it was third and eleven. Josh McCown drops back. Brandon Marshall comes in and sacks Josh McCown. He fumbles the ball, and Adam Gotsis picks it up. Well. Justin Simmons goes to celebrate with Brandon Marshall, steps on Brandon Marshall's foot, twists his ankle. He didn't play the rest of the game, so he's kind of dinged up with a high ankle sprain. Jamal Carter hurt his shoulder on special teams. He should be good to go for Thursday, but right now Justin Simmons is kind of looking questionable. And uh, in his absence, Will Parks stepped up, in my opinion. I thought Will Parks played very well in Justin Simmons' absence, considering the fact that the New York Jets actually had some pretty decent weapons on their offensive side of the ball. You had Bilal Powell, Matt Forte, Austin Safarian Jenkins. You had Robbie Anderson, Ardarius Stewart. You had some pretty decent guys that make plays. Now, Robbie Anderson was their playmaking guy. They couldn't get him the ball. The Denver Broncos generated a lot of pressure. Von Miller registered his 10th sack of the year, like I said a little bit earlier. And Shelby Harris had a sack. The Broncos got to the opposing quarterback, caused havoc. And, and unfortunately for Josh McCown, he got banged up and hurt. And in came Bryce Petty. Now the Broncos held the New York Jets passing between two quarterbacks to 60 yards total. Between two quarterbacks, 60 yards total. That's pretty darn impressive. That's the kind of defense the Broncos needed to play all year now. Unfortunately, you're a little too late for that. Playoffs are done. You're playing for draft positioning. You really have nothing to lose. But you want to come out in these next three weeks as kind of having, having some pride. Now, it starts with a short week against Indianapolis. And then you go on the road to Washington where you face potentially your next quarterback for next year. Actually, these next two weeks, the Denver Broncos could be, well, they're not going to get a preview in Indy, but two potential quarterbacks 
of the Denver Broncos next year are on the next two teams. Now, potentially Andrew Luck. I know it's a long shot, but Andrew Luck may be a Denver Bronco. Who knows? That's just my wild hot take. Kirk Cousins, next week, you got to travel to Washington to take him on in the Redskins. He's he's a guy that's probably going to be your quarterback next year. He's got a big uh, – he's been a fan of John Elway when he was a kid. And John Elway, I expect I, – I'm, I'm assuming is going to heavily pursue him. So that tells me a lot of things. That tells me that we could be seeing our potential quarterback against the Denver Broncos defense next week. Now, that's, that's just too far ahead. I'm not going to jump ahead, but I'm just getting excited about it a little bit. We have the opportunity. And then obviously the Broncos finish off with the Kansas City Chiefs Week 17, a game that's very winnable. Now, I'm not very impressed with the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think they're that good of a football team. The AFC West right now is one of the worst divisions. We'll talk about that just here in a few moments in our second segment, talking about the state of the AFC West. I just don't think they're that good. I really don't. So the Broncos obviously have a lot to play for. They came out, played very well, special teams, uh, defense, and offense. Now now with special teams, Jordan Taylor, in, in my opinion, is the guy who's going to return punts this year, next year. And you want to know why? It's not about flashy. It's about being able to field the ball. Now Jordan Taylor still got some pretty good yardage on the punt return game, but he fields every punt and he limits mistakes. He doesn't make mistakes like I, Isaiah McKenzie did. I think that was a good move. I really do. I think Jordan Taylor's earned his right to be there the rest of the season. He will be there for the rest of the season. And a guy who had a breakout game at receiver yesterday, Cody Latimer. He was very good in the run game uh, in terms of blocking. He had a very big third down catch. He played a lot bigger. He played like the Cody Latimer we expected to see you know, a couple years ago with Peyton Manning. I, I was very impressed with him. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a little bit of a contract extension for him. You've kind of seen Benny Fowler fall out of the lineup a bit, and at that point I think Benny Fowler could be the odd man out. Now, it's crazy because Benny Fowler started off the year very good, and he's faltered off ever since. So Cody Latimer stepping up, making the most of his opportunities. That's pretty big news for the Denver Broncos. But uh, let's jump to our second segment. Now, the AFC West is now the AFC worst. You know, it started off at the beginning of the year as considered one of the best divisions in football, and now it the truth has come out. It's not. It's one of the worst divisions in the National Football League, and here's why. You have Kansas City, who's sitting at a 7-6 and six record after dismantling and obliterating the Oakland Raiders yesterday in dramatic fashion. You have the Los Angeles Chargers, who demolished the Washington Redskins yesterday. And you have the Denver Broncos beat the New York Jets 23-0. And, and they've been so Jekyll and Hyde. Obviously, the Broncos lost eight games in a row after starting off 3-1. and one. Chargers started off 0-4. And, and they've won seven of the last seven of the last eight games, seven of the last nine. It's, it's absolutely unbelievable at how well the Chargers have turned it around. They're beating the teams they're supposed to beat. They really are. And they're, they beat some pretty darn good teams, too. They went on the road and defeated the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. The Kansas City Chiefs, though, are the team that started off 5-0, and and they've won two of their last eight games. It's unbelievable. I, I really don't understand what happened to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I, I said it. After the Broncos lost to the Chiefs on Monday Night Football, I came out and said it. I don't think the Chiefs were as good as we thought they were. Based on watching that game and just knowing how bad the Broncos were playing, I did not think the Kansas City Chiefs were a good football team that could withstand a playoff run. They're very undisciplined on defense. They gave up big plays, and they obviously suspended Marcus Peters, which they didn't really miss against Oakland. But the fact I'm trying to make is they are not that good of a team. They're missing a lot of veteran leadership out there on that defense. They look like they don't care. They go through the motions. Offensively, Alex Smith has kind of been Jekyll and Hyde over the last eight weeks. He has a good game, and he has a bad game. He has a good game. He has two bad games. He had a very good game against the New York Jets. 
and he had a pretty good game yesterday against the Raiders. Now, what are we going to see going forward? The AFC West, it's so, the dynamic of it is very interesting. You're probably going to have a team in the the AFC playoffs based on winning the division by default that has at least seven or eight losses. Now, that's the thing that blows my mind. The Denver Broncos obviously officially eliminated from the playoffs, but you're going to have a team like Kansas City or maybe even the LA Chargers as a wild card. Kansas City, if they win the division. LAC if they win the division, but either or, Kansas City or Los Angeles both, one of them with the division, one of them with a wild card. Now, the AFC shaping out to be very, very interesting. It really, really is. But I think the team that's going to win this year, you know, I think now after Carson Wentz's ACL injury, I think the New England Patriots, unless it's the New Orleans Saints, I think the New Orleans Saints could challenge the New England Patriots. Now, unfortunately, I thought the Eagles could if, in fact, Carson Wentz's knee wasn't bummed, but he's out for the year. I just don't think they can win the Super Bowl now without Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was having an MVP season. Give him the MVP award right now. I said it yesterday. But the AFC West, Kansas City at 7 and 6, Los Angeles at 7 and 6, Oakland at 6 and 7, Denver at 4 and 9. Obviously, Denver and Kansas City still have a game to play against each other. It's just that ah man, I tell you, the dynamic of the AFC West is frustrating. Once considered the best division in football, now the worst division in football, and it's not even close. But I think overall, we're going to get to our prediction show, obviously, later in the year as playoffs go, and the Denver Broncos are not in it. we got to find things to talk about, especially regarding the Broncos and maybe the playoff picture. But obviously, send your mailbag questions to me on Twitter, at LockedOnBroncos, at Cody Rourke NFL. I'll answer them. They'll be posted on LockedOnBroncos.com. Our new partnership through FanRag Sports brings you daily writing content of the Denver Broncos as well. I look forward to bringing that piece to you guys. You can obviously check out my full game recap of the Broncos 23-0 victory over the New York Jets over there, LockdownBroncos.com. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LockdownBroncos and obviously me at Cody Rook NFL. So before we dive into everything, obviously we're going to talk about the offensive line in our final segment coming up. But the AFC West, I want to know your guys' thoughts on it. And I'll give you guys my complete thoughts on it. I already have. It's just not a good division. It's a very inconsistent division. And I think it's just a, an accumulation of the markets that these teams are in. Obviously, Los Angeles has the best market, in my opinion, right now, moving forward. Now, I think because you're exposed in Los Angeles, there's, there was some talk they're going to be brought back to San Diego. I highly doubt that's going to happen. But they have a bigger market in terms of money, product, advertising, and obviously they're playing good football now. And the Los Angeles Rams are playing phenomenal football. Tough loss yesterday to the Eagles, but they're a dang good football team. The Rams are. So you have a big market there. Denver's market, sports market, is kind of up and down now. It's the, They were huge. When the Broncos had Peyton Manning, the market was absolutely big, and people wanted to go there. Well, the Broncos are struggling, and there's not really a lot of pull based on paper when you look at it in terms of, okay, well, this guy wants to go there I think this guy will go there in free agency you just don't have that right now and they're not really playing that well but I think after watching yesterday's game I've come to the conclusion that the Broncos still have a lot of talent on paper I don't think they need to go through a rebuilding period I think rebuilding is pointless when you have a guy like Von Miller Aqib Tlaib Chris Harris Jr you have some of the prolific playmakers on your team that you do if you're going to rebuild you get rid of those guys you give them an opportunity to go win somewhere the Broncos aren't going to rebuild. Mark my words. They're not going to rebuild next year. They're going to renovate. Okay. And I released an article about this a couple of years ago, predominantly orange, ironically, during this whole entire phase, the Broncos are going to uh, not rebuild. They're going to renovate and they're going to get obviously an improvement at quarterback. 
they're going to bring in a free agent quarterback. That's my prediction. They're going to bring in a Kirk Cousins. He's going to sign with the Denver Broncos. They're going to draft a quarterback in Baker Mayfield or Lamar Jackson or Sam Darnold, and they're going to let him develop behind Kirk Cousins. You're going to keep Paxton Lynch as a third-string quarterback. You're going to let Brock Osweiler, Trevor Simeon go. Maybe Trevor Simeon, if he plays well in these final stretches, can up his trade value a little bit. Maybe the Broncos can get something out of it, especially maybe even a draft day trade. Who knows? These are just all options. They're very uh, prolific options as well. So that's something I look forward to coming to, obviously, in the coming weeks, months, and maybe even the next year over here at Lockdown Broncos. We're going to talk about all that stuff. So moving ahead, closing thoughts, obviously, our final segment. I just announced a little bit ago that Ron Larry placed on injured reserve for the rest of the year. That means that we're going to see a lot more of Connor McGovern. Now, in these last two weeks, with Ron Larry being out, with Menelik Watson being out, I've I thought the Broncos' offensive line yesterday had one of their best games of the season. They were consistent in the run game, picking up third downs, not a lot of penalties, which has been a big thing. The Broncos' offensive line has committed so many penalties this year. They actually came out of yesterday's game uh, nearly penalty-free. I thought they played very well. Protection was good. The timing was good. Simeon sometimes uh, he had one play where he held himself into a sack. That's on him. I thought the offensive line did a lot better. I thought they went after guys. I thought they got to the next level pretty well, especially against a very solid you know, front seven with obviously Muhammad Wilkerson. The, the Jets have a very solid front seven. They absolutely do. Now, their secondary, Buster Scrine, played coverage on Emmanuel Sanders, DT. Demarius Thomas, I, I mean, I can't believe I forgot to mention this, but Demarius Thomas, if you didn't know, has now moved up and it's second on the Broncos' all-time list. And obviously, touchdown catches passing Shannon Sharp and receiving yards passing Shannon Sharp. So major congratulations to Demarius Thomas. We're going to do an episode on him because he's one of the most underappreciated Denver Broncos in NFL history, in franchise Broncos history. Fans don't appreciate Demarius Thomas. He's under the magnifying glass a little bit. Every little mistake, it's amplified bigger, and he's not really getting a fair shake. And we're going to talk about that. Actually, we're going to talk about that on Wednesday. How about that? Demarius Thomas preview show. We're going to talk about that on Wednesday over here at Lockdown Broncos. But congratulations to Demarius Thomas moving into number two all-time on, obviously, receiving yards and receiving touchdowns with 56 receiving touchdowns. That's pretty dang impressive. And, and I tell you what, there have been times this year where Demarius Thomas has been a warrior. And I have noticed that against Kansas City Chiefs, he was battling. He battles in a lot of games. He's had games where he doesn't assert himself or show up, and that's what gets fans frustrated. But overall, you can't trade a guy like Demarius Thomas. I'm sorry. I watched Des Bryant play, and I'm glad I have Demarius Thomas because Des Bryant is not that good. He really isn't. That's my hot take for the day. Demarius Thomas, I'd take him 10 times out of 10 over Des Bryant big time. So I think that's a big thing to look at. But uh, obviously the offensive line, Ron Leary being out an all-pro guard. I think you move him to left guard next year and you help out Garrett Bowles. I think you move Ron Leary back to left guard. Like I say, you put Allen Barber at right guard or maybe you bring in a guard. You have to, obviously, in free agency, pursue a right tackle, a true right tackle. Donald Stevenson played decently well, but he's not the guy. We've already known this for the last two years. He's not the guy at right tackle. You bring in uh, a left guard, I'm not a left guard, a right guard and a right tackle, or you move Barber, you're comfortable with Barber at right guard, you bring in a right tackle, you bring in a prolific guy, star-studded name, you could throw some money at him, you make some cuts, you make some anal- you know, analysis on who needs to go, what areas we need to improve on the on the team, and we're going to talk about that in a future show as well over here at Lockdown Broncos, but I was pretty pre- pleased with the Denver Broncos offensive effort, and more importantly, they really came away healthy in this game against the Jets. Short week, Thursday night football game on uh, the NFL Network, Amazon Prime, if you have the opportunity, NBC Stream, wherever you may be, 
you can catch that. And obviously the return of the sky cam. And that's something that people are talking about. I'm, I'm really eager to see how that goes. We're going to do our Locked On Broncos pregame show on Thursday, talking about the Denver Broncos, Indianapolis Colts game. Big game. Obviously, the conditions will be a lot better for Indianapolis. They're inside a dome now rather than outside in a blizzard where you couldn't see anything. And the Denver Broncos are inside a dome as well. So the Denver Broncos have to go to Indianapolis on a short week in a place where they've struggled to win games. And it's going to be a tough test. Very tough test against a very pretty decent up-and-coming team, in my opinion. They're going to probably fire Chuck Pagano, but... They have a pretty young team, and I think Jacoby Brissett's playing very good football. We could potentially see Andrew Luck as a Denver Bronco next year. We haven't heard really much anything about Andrew Luck in general this year outside of him being shut down for injured reserve. So we're going to take a look at all those angles this week, Demarius Thomas episode where we talk about him being underappreciated on Wednesday's Locked On Broncos Draft Wednesday as well. So catch us tomorrow here, uh, Locked On Broncos. LockedOnBroncos.com. You can follow the show. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you're at. Take Locked On Broncos with you, especially on your morning commute as well. Send your mailbag questions to be answered on LockedOnBroncos.com to at Cody Rourke NFL and at Locked On Broncos as well. Follow me on Twitter. I enjoy engaging with all you guys. We had a lot of great discussions. Let's keep it up as we always do over there at the Twitter handle, Twitter Sphere, Locked On Broncos. The fans make the show. I, I've been a firm believer in that, and I've said it day in and day out. You guys make Locked On Broncos what it is, so I appreciate all you guys that take the time to listen. Be sure to leave a five-star review. Tell us why you love the show over at Lockdown Broncos on iTunes. Once again, I appreciate all of you. This is your host, Cody Rourke, saying good night and go Broncos.